What I've realized um, on the silver lining is that when I decide to stop and like read my phone or try to do something else, you know, I don't find it as enjoyable because I think too much about the time that we're in and how not great it is. But then if I just play with him for an hour, I don't think about those things. But yeah, it's exhausting. So I can't always be in the moment, but I, I spend more time in the moment. So I think that's that's nicer. Welcome back to Dad Splaining, a sometimes weekly chronicle of all the weirdest, messiest, grossest, and funniest parts of fatherhood, hosted by two first-time dads. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And we are joining y'all this week after a long hiatus, and you all know why, because we all live on the same planet. Uh, thanks to the coronavirus, we are all uh, locked inside of our houses, doing our part, doing whatever we can to isolate and flatten the curve and stop the spread of this thing. Um, but Brandon and I are joining each other today over the wonderful application Zoom that no one had heard of a month ago, but now everyone is using to group chat with their friends and family and you know keep up with, with work and everything. And uh, if today's interview or if today's episode, rather, is a little awkward and disjointed, it's because we're pretty rusty. We haven't done this in a while. Um, so, you know, apologies in advance. But Brandon, man, it is, it's good to hear from you, dude. How have y'all been? Good to hear from you. You know, believe it or not, even though Jesse and I are good buds, we haven't been able to connect much. It's just the way of the world right now. Even if you want to talk to your friends, we're all super busy with the homebound lifestyle, even though there's nothing to do. For those of us who are parents, it's just busier, busier than ever, seemingly. Oh, yeah. We're good. Um, by any measure, we're doing fine, right? There's mm -hmm. people dealing with this more directly than we are. So we're fortunate that that's, you know, that we're just homebound. And that's kind of the worst you can say about it right now. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, just kind of going through it as best we can. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about like, it ain't easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It ain't easy. It's been tough. Um, but you know, try to focus on what's going well, which is that we are just inconvenienced for the most part. <laughs> Definitely. I, I feel you on that. Like on the one hand, yeah, like you said, it's hard, like that's a reality of it, but there are people who, I mean, really are feeling the effects of this and, you know, and getting sick or having loved ones that are sick. I, I'm lucky enough right now that I don't know anyone, um, you know, by a one degree connection who has uh, contracted the virus, you know, that we know of. Um, but, you know, it could happen to anyone. It could happen at any time. So uh, I'm just kind of counting my blessings, you know, while I have them. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to just to be able to stay home and laugh at memes um, because there are some some pretty good ones. Um but yeah, like I said, it's good to hear from you. And kind of what we want to do today, y'all, is just kind of um, not just catch up with each other and, uh, you know, kind of figure out how life has changed in the age of coronavirus, but also, you know, stop to highlight some of the positive moments, some of the, the cool, interesting, you know, unique and positive things that we've experienced just by nature of the fact that we're home more, you know, with our families and that, you know, we're, we're spending more one-on-one -on -one FaceTime, you know, with our spouses and, and kids. Um, so we'll have a lot of, uh, hopefully uplifting things to share. Um, but first Brandon, um, I'd like to hear sort of what is the scenario at home? Um, you and Austin, I guess you're both working remotely and Noah is with you guys full time. So for the most part, um, we have the 
added degree of difficulty that my wife is an essential worker. That's right. Works in public health. So she is very busy right now. And so I'm working remotely. um, And I can talk a little bit about how the changing saga of my work story has developed over the weeks. But she is um, going into the office more or less every day, you know, working 12 hour shifts every time she's working. So, you know, it's it's not right to say it's a normal working environment for her. It's abnormal. It's, it's emergency mode. Right. So, you know, just like with anybody, um, you know, the, the positive, you know, at least for us and our, you know, safety is that she's not a frontline worker, quote unquote, but she's out there helping make things go as well as they can for people who are impacted. Um, you know, working with trying to help people who are dealing with the virus or, uh, could potentially have it. So, you know, she's been great at doing that, but it takes up a lot of time. Um, she's yeah. very busy. Only after several weeks of working pretty much nonstop did she start to get some time off. So, I mean, as people have adjusted to this being a long time thing, her situation work wise has gotten a little bit better, but we've been balancing it more of a seesaw. Um, rather than like a lot of people we know who are parents maybe are both struggling because they're both at home with the kids. But now it's, it's been mostly me. Um, I've been home every day for going on five weeks now uh, with my son. Um, and then how it's kind of developed for me has been <laughs> really shifting. Um, I have tried to orient around being the you know, quote unquote, single stay at home parent, which is very different. Um, And we didn't have the benefit of both of us being able to kind of trade off. So I, you know, had to figure that out very quickly. And basically, we knew my son wasn't going to be in daycare anymore, he's going to be home. Um, I wasn't sure how to work. uh, Because he's awake for most of the day. Um, So for a little while there, I was working more or less round the clock in a sense of, from 7 a.m. when he wakes up, I'm with him. I'm doing childcare. Uh, he would usually give me a nap for an hour or two, and then I would work my job. And then he goes to bed around eight o'clock, and then I work my job after eight o'clock. So mm-hmm. for several weeks, I was working kind of a de facto, you know, adjusted schedule, and I was doing like, you know, midday night shift. Yeah, uh, work for a long time, which was a disruption from a work perspective, mm-hmm. and just like super busy. Yeah, really crazy. And then I've kind of had to figure out ways to ramp up my work because that's that wasn't going to be sustainable for months on end. Um, and I've kind of been fortunate that my work allowed me to kind of figure it out a little bit. Um, but then you know different things happened on the work front that made it difficult to you know be making full salary and then working less. <laughs> so oh, right. figure out different childcare. And we went through a lot of options. You know, we were like, do we send him back to daycare if that ever opens up? Do we get a nanny? Do we invite in the risk associated with allowing other people in? Like, how do we manage trying to be risk-free um, with the fact that I don't have support? Um, and so I needed to find a way to get some support. And it's been, it's been really difficult. Like we're still kind of figuring it out. This week has been another new method. I would say that every week for the last four or five weeks I've been doing this, I've changed the approach slightly <laughs> in mm-hmm. terms of balancing the childcare and balancing the work. Um, and now just for 
necessity, I'm leaning on family, which we're very fortunate to have. Um, some family who can provide, you know, kind of childcare to kick in. And I've tried to take advantage of that so that when he's with someone else, I can actually work. But right. It's a long process. It's like it hasn't made sense um, because there's no place to meet in the middle of no risk plus I can get my work done, plus he has childcare. <laughs> right. By nature, yeah. I have to invite in some level of concern. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to feel the most comfortable that working with my family is like the minimal risk. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's a lot there, guys. Sorry, yeah. it's been really confusing and challenging. Um, it hasn't been obvious. And it's just like, you can't, like everyone would say that you need to do the safe thing, but the safe thing didn't allow me to work. Um, and I need to work to make money. <laughs> True. No, it's, that's, that's a reality. Yeah. And it's been, been difficult. Mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. Um, it's like on the one hand, it can feel a little bit like it did right after the baby was born, you know, that sort of parental leave portion, um, where, I mean, I know when I, when my parental leave ended and I was still working from home, um, David was too young for us to put him in daycare. So, you know, there was that like, you know, you get up super early, you try and get in a few hours before the kid wakes up. Okay. And then you're on with the kid until nap time. And then nap time, you cross your fingers, you hope they sleep as long as possible. So you can get some more work done. And then you're back on the afternoon, then you're back at work in the evening and it's hard to get a break. Um, yeah. So I feel it. I think we're all like more just plain exhausted. And then on top of that, there's the emotional aspect of what's going on and kind of the anxiety and, you know, depression that comes along with it. So I, I feel, yeah, it's, it's rough. Plenty. Yeah. Plenty of that. What's, what's it been like? Your situation is different from mine. How has it been for you guys? It is. So it's a unique situation. And I want to talk about this because uh, honestly, I would love to get input from the listeners on this um, because I'm still not totally sure how I feel about it. So my wife and I are both working remotely full time. Um, we're lucky enough that kind of that hasn't really been an issue so much. Um, but the unique thing is that um, David's daycare has remained open. Um, which uh, a number of daycares in some states are staying open. Some are making the decision to close. Um, and on the one hand, there's a lot of anxiety about that because, you know, the conventional knowledge is that we all need to be home as much as possible and isolating from everybody as much as possible. Um, but then the other side of that coin is, like you said, you know, we also, we have to work so that we have money to feed the kids. Um, and the thing that's relieving some of my anxiety, luckily, is that my school, it's a school that I've always trusted, um, you know, accredited, very well-established, great reputation. What they're doing is right along the guidelines that the CDC has put out for childcare facilities. So a lot of schools uh, where they can, where the government hasn't shut them down, are staying open primarily to help essential workers so that there are childcare options. Um, and so the CDC has given certain regulations on what those uh, child care facilities need to do in order to stay safe, you know, and it's things like frequent hand washing, isolating, not allowing adults into the building. And that's all happening at, uh, at my kid's school. So it's a really interesting situation. Um, I'll drop them off in the morning and they'll prefer like one parent only come and you get out of the car, you walk to the front door, the teacher meets you there. They sanitize your hands and the kid's hands, and then they take the kid's temperature. Um, you know, if the kid does not have uh, an abnormally high temperature, they will then take the kid from you, walk them inside. You don't bring them 
anything. Like you don't send them with a lunchbox. You don't send them with, you know, their bag that you put the blankets in and all that stuff. Like you just send them in. And then what's happening there is they're hand washing. I think like once an hour, they are taking their temperature, I think once an hour or once every two hours. And um, I did a little reconnaissance uh, because I was concerned about this and school's attendance is way down. So there's a lot less potential contact with other kids. Um, I'm at a school of approximately 250 students. And right now, week to week, the current attendance is like 35 to 45 kids total. And that's over an age range from infants to kindergarten and beyond, which means that my kid's particular classroom, I'm guessing that he's got maybe two or three kids in the room with him, um, along with the teacher, which means there are fewer teachers because there are fewer kids to watch. And then there were fewer kids as well. So it's something there's definitely some concern there. And there's a lot of hand washing and and, you know, sanitizing that I'm doing at home to kind of compensate for that. Um, but it's something that at this point, you know, things may evolve and I may change, you know, have a change of heart later on, but I'm okay doing that for now. Um, but honestly, this is the point where, you know, listeners, I would love to hear from y'all, you know, shoot us an email, leave us a comment. How do you feel about that? Like, what is your situation? Do you have daycare options? Are you using them? Um, or do you think that that is just totally crazy and irresponsible? Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um you know, it's because it's, we just, we don't, there's so much that we don't know about this. And that's why there's so much anxiety associated with every decision that we make right now, because I don't know, you know, if I'm making the right choice or not. You know, um, one example of this is uh, last month, the last episode that we did together, we were talking about coronavirus and things that you can do. And one thing that came up at the time was, should you wear face masks when you go out? And sort of common knowledge at the time was, well, you know, if you're not symptomatic, if you're not, if you don't have the virus, then don't, because really it's about not infecting other people. It's not going to block a virus from coming in, you know, and that's what kind of the opinion we went with at the time. But since then, the CDC has been like, well, no, because you can be asymptomatic and still have the virus and still spread it. So they're recommending wear a face mask if you go out. So now that's what I'm doing. My mother-in-law has made us cloth face masks because you can't really buy them anywhere because they're all sold out. And now I wear that, you know, when I drop the kid off or if I have to go out and get groceries. Um, So it's... It's unique and it changes from day to day and how I feel today may not be how I feel tomorrow. Um, but that's the situation right now. You know, David's in daycare, we are home working. Um, and then in the afternoon we are working on some home improvement projects with the time, uh, that we've got. And that has actually provided some sort of relief from the monotony and relief from, um, that's about all you can do. Everyone's getting out in the yard. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, cause you kind of have to, you got to get some fresh air, you know, just because you're locked in doesn't mean you're locked literally within your four walls. Um, you know, very nice for us, uh, out here in Georgia. So we've been very fortunate that we're locked down when it's nice and sunny and spring mm-hmm. weather and we can get out for walks and things like that at least. Exactly. And that's, that's one of the, uh, silver linings to seamlessly yes, transition into the theme of the week. I love it. Hey, we haven't lost it. We still got it, man. <laughs> so the silver linings, um, I solicited comments over the past couple of weeks from y'all. Um, and I'm going to share those. Um, but the thing that I'll start with for me is spending more time with David, even though he is a daycare during the day, I'm actually here in the morning when he gets up and I'm here when he comes home. So I'm getting all of that extra time. 
I'm really enjoying seeing sort of the new things that he's doing as he gets older. He's about two and a half years old now, and right. he's learned some new kind of games that he's made up on his own. Um, at bedtime, my wife and I will walk into his bedroom with him to put him to bed, and he will take pillows off of his chair and put them on the floor for us because he wants us to lie down. Um, <laughs> and then he'll sort of tuck us in, he'll put a blanket on top of us, and then he'll run and hide in his closet. Um, and he'll shut the doors behind him and then we'll, you know, we'll, uh, where's David, David, where are you? And then he'll jump out and try to scare us. It is the most adorable thing. That's amazing. It is. That's the cool thing is his thinking has gotten so more sophisticated, so much more sophisticated. Um, he's kind of making things up. He, so he also, this is weird, but he has a, a basket of blocks, um, these sort of flat wooden blocks that he wants to go to bed with every night. Like he is mad if we don't put these blocks in his bed with him. So he'll play with them on his own after we've cut the lights off for a few minutes and then he'll fall asleep. But when he wakes up, he'll start playing with them again and he'll actually tuck them in, hide them in the mattress. Like he'll, in the space between the mattress and the side of the crib. I don't know if he's doing that as a game or if he doesn't want us to take them away from him or what it is, but he's sort of, he's figuring things out. I think he knows, you know, cause and effect that we have different brains than him and that, you know, he may know things that we don't know. Like that's, that's kind of a sophisticated thought for two and a half maybe it is maybe it is man that's his exactly man exactly that's exactly what it is um so he's yeah he's doing fun things like that we're having more fun at bedtime more fun in the mornings um he's getting a little bit better at eating you know that's something that if you've listened to past episodes you know that that's always been a battle for us Uh, but he's gotten a lot better at that um you know we can get him to eat meat veggies are still a struggle i've actually gone out and bought uh, the pouches like he used to eat and those are a little easier because they're kind of like applesauce to him. Um, so little things like that, more bonding time, um, not just with him, but with my wife being able to spend some time at home with her during the day. Um, I'm actually, if anything, calling my family more often now than I did before and texting friends more often than I did before because that in-person option isn't there. So I'm, I'm constantly thinking, okay, I'm going to call my grandparents twice a week, uh, you know, or once a week, I'm going to, do FaceTime with my parents. Um, I actually tried FaceTiming with my grandmother the other day so that she could see David and it's, it's, it's an adorable moment. Um, you know, and, and those are things that I'm, I'm finding that maybe I wouldn't have done otherwise. So this is obviously a really bad situation, but I'm finding some good out of it, I guess. Um, so how about you? Well, I have been getting, um, tons of time with my son, with Noah. That's kind of the one big benefit is I'm with him most of the time. Um, It's been changing a little bit week to week, but I mean, at even at the least amount of time I'm with him is five days a week, every hour of the day, Mm -hmm. which, you know, previously while I'm with him every day, I'm at work five days a week and I'm with him a few hours a day. So it's quite the opposite now. Um, So it's just been really cool to spend that time with him and just some of the things that you would see and you're like, Oh, look at his little personality. Like now there's not, there's not as much mystery there anymore. Like I I'm learning a lot about him and I know what he's about and I know what he likes doing. And I know some things that I kind of knew about him, but now I really know like he's very careful and cautious. Um, he still likes to go down the steps very slowly with a handhold. Usually if you'll allow it Yeah, to put things down gently, you know, when he's not throwing them, Um, and he's, he loves building, um, is something that I'm super excited about. We have old school wooden train tracks that were mine when I was a kid. 
the Brio train tracks, if anybody knows those like OG ones. Uh-huh. He plays with them every day. He loves building train tracks and then running the trains on them. Um, and then we got him these things, which are pretty cool, which uh, people might know. The newer version is Magnetiles. I don't know if you've heard of them there. Oh, I think we bought some of those. Little plastic um, yes. pieces in different geometric shapes, but they have magnets you know, in them. And so they stick together via the magnets and you can build things and structures. Yeah. He spends a, like his biggest go-tos every day are the train tracks and the magnetiles. Oh, wow. And he just loves building. He'll spend an hour or two a day at least doing train tracks and doing the magnetiles. Um, and he just loves it. Um, he does not like help. <laughs> it's something that we have a, a struggle with is that he wants to play with me, but he does not want me to play. Wow. Um, so he will allow me to sit with him and, and actually he mandates it. I'm not allowed to sit nearby in a comfy <laughs> chair on my phone while he's playing unless I just sneak it by him until he uh -huh. notices. Yeah. Uh, he will force me to play uh, some of his most common phrases. Now he's doing a lot more phrases. Um, so like I'm very in tune with his vocabulary now and how much it's growing, but his most common phrases are daddy, get up <laughs> <laughs> or, or no, no, no daddy. Wow. Um, or um, very loudly, he doesn't shout often, but one of the things he shouts for sure is, no, I don't want it. Really? That whole phrase, and that's that usually when awesome. I'm offering something that he does not want. Yeah. He's very opinionated now. He will hard no, and it's not just like when you're developing no is your favorite word. He's now very strong in his preferences. Um <laughs> and so it's usually when I'm offering him things he does not deem a worthy snack or food. Um, but he loves building. Um, he loves listening to music and doing dancing together, but not because he actually dances so much. He likes me swinging him around the room. So we have a Aww. lot of fun with that um, and just playing together. So we have a really good time with it. Like what I've realized um, on the silver lining is that I'm forced to spend more time with my son mm -hmm. and I am generally happier when I'm playing with him, but it's difficult because I have so much time that I'm with him now to always just be playing. It's very tiring. Yeah. Um, so it's just something that's interesting that I've found is like when I decide to stop and like read my phone or try to do something else, you know, I don't find it as, enjoyable because I think too much about the time that we're in and how not great it is. But then if I just play with him for an hour, I don't think about those things, but yeah, it's exhausting. So I can't always be in the moment, but I, I spend more time in the moment. So I think that's, that's nicer. Yeah. Though that's a definite benefit that, uh, that added mindfulness. Um, it is something that we can use as much of that as possible right now because it is way too easy to get sucked into the news and see what the latest tweet is with the uh, the latest statistics and everything. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that that I think we'll, we'll save that for a future episode because that's enough to talk about on its own. Um, but, yeah, that being in the moment with your kid is something that I, I found that too. And you know, to run around the backyard and blow bubbles or, you know, kick a soccer ball around. And, you know, to have that not just for the half hour in the afternoon when you get home and pick them up, but to have that in the daytime too. Um, I mean, it's a real blessing. It definitely is. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that we need to, to count as many of those as we can. Um, like I said, 
we we got some uh, some great comments online as well that I want to share. Um, so I reached out and I said, you know, what is the silver lining for you? What is the positive thing that you've found? And uh, I'll share first uh, our listener, Karina, who, if you'll go back, you know, I guess maybe it was almost a year ago now that we interviewed Karina about her son, Jace, who has autism. Um, her comment was really cool. She says, Jace has started to argue. I know that sounds horrible, but for someone who's semi-verbal, getting your words out, especially opinions, are extremely difficult. So although he still can't tell me how he's feeling, um, he can still argue his point on what he does and doesn't want. Um, which, nice. I mean, hey, you know, those developments, those are really cool, especially because we're here more and we can see them. She says the current daily argument is that he doesn't want to do schoolwork. He wants to play Lego Star Wars. I mean, hey, I would feel the exact same way. So, Jace, I am right there with you, buddy. Um, Brad says my daughter, Sage, has been making a lot of progress in learning to walk and has been very talkative. Um, now that we've spent more time together as a family, we've also had a fun time planning treat nights once a week uh, where we order delivery for dinner and watch a movie together on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. I got to say, by the way, is just clutch. Like they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for all the content that they're giving us um, <laughs> right now between, you know, all the kids movies releasing Frozen 2 early. We watched uh, Onward last week, the new the new Disney oh, Pixar really movie, which one. is yeah. it's a tearjerker. I, I just got to say. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's a definite plus from Brad. Um, Serena says, I'm loving the time at home, spending time with my kids and reading my Bible. Now, the spirituality aspect is another thing that's. Um, I think is big, you know, no matter what your religious preferences are, uh, to take some time and connect, whether that's with a higher power or just with the world in general, spending some time out in nature, um, you know, that kind of connection to this is not just about me, you know, there's a whole world out there and that, you know, if yep. you're a God person, that there is a God, you know, um, in control of things, I, I think is pretty helpful. Emma says, I'm loving the time with my kid. We discussed homeschool before the pandemic, but this is giving me a chance to research curriculum and test out how I would balance work and homeschool. That's really interesting. And then Jay says, um, and this is an interesting one. Jay says, considering I only have my kids 50% of the time, um, because I'm, I'm assuming that he's dealing with a joint custody situation. Um, we've gotten to spend more time together and it's been great. Now that's another thing. Shout out to single parents dealing with all this right now. Um, because you're dealing with twice as much of the, of the burden as we all are. And, uh, you know, hats off to you. Cause I don't know how you are making that happen. Um, so yeah, overall, I mean, I think that it's, it's sometimes hard to find those silver linings, but they're there. And the more we focus on those, um, the more I think we can distract ourselves from the news of the day and kind of save our sanity a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think so for sure. I've, I've a couple of funny anecdotes. Um, I'll plug the, um, group communication idea, like we're using zoom today to do this. Um, although I will say that Jesse and I have not chatted really, um, even at, to this level in several weeks. So clearly yeah. we should try harder Definitely. Um, more, but We've started doing uh, we've started doing weekly Zoom chat with our Sunday school group, you know, so um, like a lot of churches are dealing with being closed and how do you do it? And they're doing online stuff, which is great for the services. But what's been more valuable for us has been talking with our friends mm -hmm. from church. And, you know, a lot of those are just our friends in real life as well, because, you know, they're parents like us and going through similar stuff. So that's been fun to do on a weekly basis. So uh, we've done not a lot of it, but I would advocate for it. It's good. It feels good to talk to people and to see them uh, when your video is working like mine isn't. <laughs> no worries. 
but I've gotten some fun an- anecdotes from just like other parents and things as well being like, you know, Hey, I always thought I was an introvert and I'm finding out that no, I wasn't because I hate being locked up inside. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, I think we all probably would advocate for being more extroverts right now. Cause we don't want right. to this long, even if yeah. there's the strongest of introverts in us. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the inevitable like parents are like, Oh my God, this is why I decided not to be a stay at home parent because right. my nightmare. Yeah. Um, so a lot of us are living out our nightmares right now, but I think the benefit is that we're all surviving. <laughs> we're all making it through. Hopefully there's some fun along the way to be had. So shout out to all the other parents out there. We see you. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's probably a good place to wrap it up for today. Um, yeah. you know, that sort of note connection is good. Um, Getting out, getting outside, getting some fresh air is good. Focusing on the positive, where you can find it, is good. Um, and then, you know, the obvious, uh, you know, uh, what we've been saying for a while: do what they're telling us to do. You know, um, keep on staying inside, keep on washing those hands, keep on with the social distancing, and uh, we are gonna do our best to chime in again from time to time with uh, little episodes like this. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Like I said, I'm a little rusty, so I don't yeah, remember. Right. You know, wrap it on up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm gonna try and remember how I usually phrase this. Here we go. One, two, three. That'll do it for this week's episode of Dad's Planning. Brandon, between this week and next week, if our listeners want to reach out to us with questions or comments, where can they find us? Please give us a like or a follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, we have been posting a little bit less than usual, but I think you'll forgive us. Uh, we're trying to get back in the swing of things, as you can tell, but that's where we are. We share a little bit of our stay-at-home life. I shared a funny video of my, my homemade version of Ski-Ball, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, check that out on Facebook. And you can email us, dadsplainingpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out this episode once we get it prepped uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Exactly. And normally I would say at this point, you know, we publish new episodes every Monday morning at 6 a.m. But that's not really the case right now. Uh, it's a little harder to plan things. So we for that reason, we go. Exactly. Exactly. For that reason, I would suggest that you just go ahead and subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting platform. Hey, that way you, you don't have to check in at a certain time. You can just get that ping push notification on your phone when that new episode is ready and follow us on social media too because that's the other place where you're here where you will hear every time you know that we get a new episode um so next week uh at some point next week i think brandon and i are going to try and get together with an author who reached out to us uh via our email address that's planning podcast at gmail.com um she has written a book uh for the company how to conquer which writes sort of um, you know, helpful guides and self-help kind of books on how to, to perform various tasks. The book is called How to Rule a Healthy Roost, Nutrition, Recipes, and Activities for Modern Families. And the author is Leslie Smith Grant. So we're going to uh, hopefully talk a little bit about, you know, nutrition and keeping your kids active and how to get your kids to eat their vegetables. Hopefully she will crack that case for me and David. Um <laughs> And uh, we can't wait to bring it to you guys. Um, So until then, I am Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And uh, hey, Brandon, did I tell you that I have stopped shaving my beard? Wow, no. That's big news. Yeah, yeah. No, it itched a lot at first, but uh, it's growing on me. Hey. (laughs) 
I would like to tell you that the dad jokes will get better as we get back into the swing of things, but they're not going to. They've always been this bad, and they will always be. I appreciate you for that fresh dad joke. I haven't heard one in weeks. Isn't that nice? It's like a breath of fresh, nasty air. All right, we will. uh, We'll see y'all next time. Take care of yourselves. Be well. Be safe. Be healthy. And we will talk to you soon. The advice and opinions expressed on Dad's Planning are solely those of its hosts and guests and should not be substituted for the advice of professionals. If you have a serious concern about the health or development of your child, please consult with your pediatrician. If you're experiencing an emergency, please call 911. Don't listen to us. We're really just good for dad jokes. If you're enjoying Dad's Planning, you might enjoy this other podcast from our friends here at WSB Radio. Hello, friends. This is Jared Yamamoto from The Power Pod, and we are a weekly recap show where we cover the current events of the week. And of course, during these times, COVID-19 is on everybody's mind. We will cover the good, the bad, and the ugly regarding this crisis. We will be serious with the coronavirus, but we will also find ways to have fun with it as well. So be sure to check us out Saturdays from 11 to noon and Sunday mornings from 9 to 11 on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU or grab the PowerPod podcast on any of your favorite podcast providers or your favorite smart speaker.